Yeah, with Kaf Gimel Omad Aleph, um, six lines down after it gets wide. Last two words, Omar Rebbe. Okay? Yeah. Omar right. Shmuel, yeah? Now, Omar Shmuel Ban Achmeni, so what we were talking about last week was that if you need to go to the base of Kisei, what's the situation with davening? So we discussed all this. It depends whether you can wait 72 minutes and so on. So, um, he says, I will bring you a proof from a posuk that you sort of, somebody needs to, to excuse himself, should not go in Davin until he does so, because it says in the posuk, this is a posuk in Amos, of all places, Hikon Likras Yisrael. Prepare to meet, uh, your God, Yisrael. So part of the preparation is to, uh, to make sure that you're clean and that if you need to go, that you go first before you're done. Why not quote an even more powerful yeah. in, the, in the Chorus, in the Pentateuch itself? Yeah. And about the camp, yes? Remember the Hoya Machanecha Kodosh. Yeah, that's a stronger uh, uh, writer, isn't it? Yeah, the Hoya Machanecha Kodosh says, like, if there's dirt there, in front of you, then you shouldn't daven. Here, it's, it's another angle. It's telling you that if you need to go, prepare yourself personally that you are in an appropriate state for davening. One is preparatory, the other is a default. Exactly. The mice said it's extremely difficult to exactly to uh, to know within two minutes. No, listen. How much you need? I mean, yeah, you, you cannot definitely no. this. It is impossible to Yeah, you can't say it's true. But that's why also in Aloha it depends on each person. You you have a feeling the person and and the person himself can be in doubt. (coughs) That's true. You can never say you can think you can hold yourself in for seventy (laughs) two minutes and after forty five minutes you can't. You know, seventy one and a half. Yeah, (laughs) seventy one and a half, you know. You have to assess. Each person has got to assess. And it's also unfortunately some people that are of a nervous disposition. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they might want to go. Yeah. They go up to wash their hands. Yeah, we we know people like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so good yourself. <laughs> Who? With all due respect. Who's talking about anything around this table? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm I'm yeah, there are people like that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But Omar of Shaw by Nachmein or Rabbi Yonason. Now, the reason why we bring this second mimer is because we have mentioned, as we've had <coughs> many times before in Brochus, once we bring a mimer of Rabbi Shmuel van Achmeni in the name of Rabbi Yonason, so we bring another mimer, even though this mimer, certainly the first part of it has got nothing whatsoever to do with our subject matter. Nevertheless, we bring it. However, we will see at the very end as well, there is some connection with our subject matter as well. And what is that? He brings a posse. This is a posse in Kaheles. What's the meaning of that which is written? Now, the full posse says as follows. Guard your foot when you go to the house of God. The Korav Nishmaya means be ready to listen. Rather, Mitesak Silim Zobach. Rather than to offer a sacrifice of fools, 
because they do not know how to do bad that's a very esoteric hard to understand what, what the meaning of that is so what does it mean so I mean you know in Kahelis you find a lot of things which are very easy to understand we, un- we understand you know all that sort of thing but this is a sort of uh, very hard to understand bit enigmatic so now the Gemara will explain what it means he takes each each bit by itself. So the first bit is Guard your foot when you go to the house of God. So what does that mean? Guard yourself that you don't do an Avera. And if you do sin, you bring a sacrifice before me. So if you look at the Guard your foot that you don't do an Avera. If you do, you'll have to go to the base of Akim, you'll have to go to, to the base of Migdosh and bring a carbon. If you do an Avera. But there are, unfortunately, Averas yeah. that don't involve movement. What do you mean that don't involve movement? Pardon? What about feet? Yeah, feet are they, uh, so about the gradual feet, yeah, in order to move Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just taking it literally, yeah? Yeah. Normally you think that in order to do an Avera, you've got to move somewhere, yeah? No, no, no. So, so wait, perhaps I didn't explain it properly. What we're saying is, guard yourself, Shema means, sorry, Shema, guard yourself from doing an Aveira, so that your feet don't have to go to the base of Megdash in order to bring an offering. That's, that's what Rashi says. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See, if you look at Rashi, Shema's Moshe Latachta, Vititztarech, and you will need Raglachon, your feet, Laleches, the base of Kim Lavi Chatos, to bring a Chatos. Okay, so that's what the first part of the means. Now, then we come to the second part, the Kor of Lishmaya, be ready to listen. Now, now what is the actual pulse that says like this? For Kor of Lishmaya, so Omar Rava, Rava says, there's some words missing here. What it means is, Kor of Lishmaya, what? Be ready to hear what? It just says, be ready to hear, mitesak silim, rather than offer a sacrifice, a carbon of fools. But hear what? Omar Rava, have you Kor of Lishmaya Listen to the words of the Chachomim. Shem Chaitim Evin Korban Vaisen Tshuva. If they do an Avera, they not only bring a Korban, but they do Tshuva as well. Because it's easy to come along and bring a Korban. But what about the actual Tshuva itself? To feel sorry that, you know, Vidu that you feel sorry that you've done an Avera and so on. A Korban, in order for a Korban to be effective, yeah. the individuals offering it, has a parallel process of doing the shoe. Oh, that's right. That's what we're saying. That's what the Chachomim do. Let's just see the continuation. Oh, but let's see the continuation of the Gomorrah. The Posse carries off. Rather than to offer sacrifice of fools, which means what? Don't be like the fools. Who do an Avera and they bring a carbon. They know some Tshuva, but they don't repent. They think it's good enough just to bring a carbon. Yeah. And that's it, I'm forgiven. But the cob without the tshuva is like total for sheretz biyodo. If you go, if you go, go into a mikvah and you're told you've got a sheretz in your hand, you're never going to become tired. You've got to do the whole thing. Oh, so now the Gemara doesn't it? it says this doesn't fit in with the last bit. Because the last bit we said was, they don't know how to do bad. So now we say this was talking about the ksilim, shechatim, who do an averas, Maybe a cob and they bring a cob but they don't do they don't do tshuva but he says they don't know how to do bad they don't do any bad if so they're tzadikim so how can Robert say that this refers to people 
who do Averas and even though they bring a cob and they don't do tshuva right we're talking about people who don't know how to do bad they're tzaddikim so what does it mean so that so they so so the Gemara therefore revises its understanding of the posseh don't be like fools who do an Aveira and bring a Korban what it means is the, the last part means and they do not know whether they bring it up for, for something good or on account of something bad meaning they don't know whether, that whether they've done an Aveira or not and therefore, they bring the sacrifices as gifts, that's rather okay. rather than as kapara, rather than as for atonement. They can't differentiate between good and bad. They may be in korban lefonai, yet they bring me a korban. So the meaning is right. So the marshal says what it means is that they don't know. It means they do not know how to do bad. It means they don't know how to fix the bad they d- they've done. In other words, because they bring a carbon and they don't know whether they've done an Aveira or not, therefore it's not a kapora. In order for a carbon to work, you've got to know that you've done something wrong and you bring the carbon. But since they don't even know whether they've done an Aveira or not, the carbon doesn't work. Why would they want to bring a What? Well, no, because you I'm can bring... Sure. A, no, 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 no. You can bring a carbon for one of two things. You can either bring a korban like a chatos, an oshom, etc., because you've done an avera, or you can bring, say, a shlomim, for example, you've done a good business deal and you want to thank Hashem, you can bring a korban. So they just bring a korban, and they don't realize that they've done an avera, so therefore they're just bringing it as a gift. Such a thing will not be machapa for the avera that they did, because they have to at least have knowledge that they did something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. Would that be a possible? Would that be relevant to what we're saying now? In other words, one is not sure whether one has done the vera or not. So that's doubtful. Yeah, or some solid. Yeah. Would that be a relevant? I mean, put it this way. I don't know. These are just sort of a drush of the words. I don't know if it's meant la locha, but I think it could be that. when you don't know whether you've done an Avera means, you know, the Gemara says sometimes you've got ten pieces of meat in front of you. Or there's there's nine butchers, ten butcher shops. One is kosher and the other nine are trefo, vice versa. And you took a meat from outside the shops there. So you don't know whether you've done an Avera or not. You know, the facts are you don't know whether you've done an Avera. Here the people, here, here, these fools, they're, they're totally oblivious that what they did was something wrong. They definitely did something wrong, but they're oblivious to it. They don't realize. I think Oshem, um, Oshem Toloi means, yeah, well, you don't know yourself. It, it, there's a doubt in the facts of whether you've done an Avera. Ah, this is different. You see? Yeah. You might not have done an Avera at all. Here we're talking about where the person definitely has done an Avera, but yeah, he's, he's, not aware he's not aware of it. <clears throat> he's not aware of it. And he points out, by the way, did you know you did this and that and the other? You shouldn't have done it. Oh, and I didn't realize I'd done any wrong. Yeah. Nice, nice response. <laughs> nice response, yeah. Okay. Rav Ashi Papa So he, he learns a different shat, a different drush on this posuk of Shemar Raglachal. He says, Shemar Raglachal means it's a nice way, a lotion of saying Shemar Nikovecho. 
guard your your hold. Basically, sort of if you if if you need to go to the base, you should go. But at a time when you stand in tumbling in front of me. So in other words, what we're saying is that um, there, when we say the 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 end of the posse, what was the posse? In this chart, the way we're dashing it now, the base Lakim does not refer to the base Amigdosh, it just refers to a base Knesses. In other words, you're going to Davin it in a base Knesses, Shemaraglacha, guard yourself first, that if you need to go, then, then you should go. So as I said, that last bit, that is connected with, with our subject matter, and therefore that could be, there's two reasons why we brought it. First of all, because we brought another Mam Rishmul Banachmeni, Hikon Likras Yisrael, and also because it ends off like that. Now, I know you all like, um, what do you call it, Halochla Maisa. So what I've done is, I, I've made some photocopies, if you want to pass them around. Okay. This is from a book called Guidelines, which is the most marvellous book. It's a question, question and answer session. Question and answers. And in the back, have you got enough there? There's two people. One, one is Alec Cohen's son-in-law called Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger. And, and Barclay. Yeah, Jaeger and Barclay. Sounds like a firm of solicitors, doesn't it? Right? And because it's tremendous. They've got guidelines on, on a lot of different subjects. And, and, and not only have they got the highest Ascomas, etc., you know, that's for, that the halacha is correct. But at the end of the, of the book, it gives all the Maramakimas. In other words, you've got a question, it tells you where, the, the answer they give to the question is the mission of Brewer here or somewhere there, right? And I'm not, don't want to go through all of them. I just want to go through one or two of them, which we've learned in Agamora. So you can see it's, uh, it's Lemaitre. It starts from 169. Um, right, now, now, one seven, all right, let, let, let's just do one or two. 169 is the mayor person doesn't if he needs to use the bathroom. In order to pray, a person must be clean both externally and internally. It's therefore an obligation to use the bathroom before beginning to daven if necessary. Okay, then it asks various other questions. If you'll miss the minion by doing so, that you can have a look at home. If you miss the latest time for doubling and so on. Then 172, which is what we learned last week, what is considered a slight need. If he's able to wait 72 minutes. Which is very difficult. To which is very difficult to assess. But that, that comes directly from our Gomorrah. That's why I'm pointing out this question. It's difficult to assess both in terms of the time frame and also in terms yeah. of the personal reaction. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but a person generally is able to assess how long he can, you know, because from previous experience. But as you say, it can sometimes, can sometimes uh, backfire. Right. What if a person feels the need to relieve himself but is unable to do so due to constipation? That's interesting. 173. Constipation means he can't go. It's kimnished. It's kimnished. It doesn't, doesn't come out. Right? You need, you feel you need to go, but it doesn't, nothing comes. So then, then you can daven. Right? And then it says, are oh, the laws the same for all sections of davening? Because we spoke mainly about Shemanesra, didn't we? So then he explains the differences. There is a difference between depending whether you, you know, where you are, what, what part of Dublin you're at, and so on. And then, um, look at number 177. What if one needs to use the bathroom during Shemanesra? Even if the need is extremely strong, he should attempt to finish Shemanesra if this is physically possible. Right? And 178 is what happens if this is impossible. 
then he should go to the bathroom and go to the toilet without speaking. Now, oh, it's coming, 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 coming in the next question. Now, look at turnover 179. This is what we learned in the Gemara. I think. Should he begin Shemana Esra again? Okay, he had to go to the toilet, couldn't hold himself back. He went in, and when he comes back, what does he do? Now, this is exactly what we learned. If the break is as long as it usually takes to say the entire Shemana he must begin again. Alright? So if he normally takes five minutes to say Shemana and the wait was, uh, the, the, the pause, the delay was more than five minutes, he's got to go back. He says the verse Hashem's Tafosai is not repeated. I'm not quite sure why, but. Any case, if, if the break is shorter, he should continue from where he left off. If you remember, we had the Machlokas last week or the week before, that everyone agrees that if if the wait <coughs> is longer than it takes time for Shemana there's no machlokas about it. Machlokas was only about if it's shorter. Alright? And if you remember what we said was that one who says he had to go back to the beginning says because he must have had an urge at the time before he started Shemana therefore the part that he said until the time he needed to go is also not valid. Whereas the other one said no we don't say that because you know, only at the time when he had to go out, the time before that it is covered. But you see, that's the, that's the way we Paskin is that he can um, he can go from where he left off, so long as the wait wasn't longer. Um, oh, here your question, Leah, number one eight one. When should you recite the Ashayotza after Shemanesra? Hmm. Right. Then an interesting one. It says, when the chazan needs to use the bathroom before beginning the repetition? It can happen. If his need is only slight, he may say the repetition, since it would be embarrassing to leave the shul. You see, if somebody else goes out of shul, you don't really know. So the cousin goes out of shul, you know, especially when he's about to start Shmanesra repetition, people going no, 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 and he's nowhere to be seen. And then you can see, and the, 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 there's a summary which tells you Shmanesra, other sections, strong need, slight need, and so on. So there's a bit of. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a bit of something to, to, to look up. Because it's, it, the truth is, this is Halach Lemaisa. I mean, it can happen to anybody, and it, 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 one, one needs to know. Good. Okay. Now we're coming to sort of something similar, but not quite. We're talking about now if a person's wearing tefillin and he needs to go to the toilet. Now, this is not, this is not really Halach Lemaisa at all. Because our local mindset nowadays is no problem. If you need to go into a thing, you've got to take your tefillin off. Not only that, our locha is you've got to make a brocha when you come back. Because since you can't go with your tefillin into the toilet, therefore it's a complete hefzik, it's a complete break. And when you come back, if you put your tefillin on again, you've got to make another brocha. On tefillin shalrosh and tefillin shalyad. And talis? No? If we could tell him, if we sure can go on... Only take it after the Tfilin Shalrosh. What do you mean? You can go into the toilet with the Tfilin Shalrosh? Yeah. If, yeah. You mean if it's covered? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about I that. I've never done it. No. But I've seen the... Uh, what, you've seen it written like that? Yeah. Okay, fine. No, 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 perhaps you're right. No, 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 no. All right, I'm, I'm going to look this up for I next week. I no. didn't do it myself, but yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen Are you seeing? Are you seeing somebody walk into the toilet with a tefillinshul yard? Yeah, yeah. That's you're right. That's right. Whereas with a talus, with a talus, which in theory you could, when don't, but we in theory you could go into the basket with a talus, then you do make a brocha. 
You make a bracha. Then, then, that, then you don't make a bracha. So then you don't make a bracha. Rav, what's he called? The one with all the He didn't take off his. Yeah, that's his sitzes. Yeah, exactly. He went to the toilet and he had to. He left the top. He left the toilet door open. But he had a box on his filling shop. You know, we have a box on our filling shop. Yeah, yeah. He used to wear his film all day and he had one of these boxes, the same sort of thing, on the film show rush as well. Yeah. So you'll see in the end the Gemara Paschal's like... The Gemara Paschal's like base Hillel, that in those days, and I'll tell you why it was completely different in those days, you could actually go with tefillin in your hand while you while you were in the toilet. Right? Well, we'll see. That, that's completely different. But all right, so, perhaps you're right. At this point... I, I always thought I, you cannot go into Tula, and that's why you need to make a brocha. Perhaps it's only Shorosh, I don't know. I, I, I'll look that up, I'll have an answer. By the way, with, with a kittle, it's just katanim. Yeah. But, yeah, isn't it? You can go in with Good, you know. k- kittle, officially, you can go in. You said you shouldn't. No, no, no. Some say have the mini, you can't. But I mean, Icaridin, you could definitely go in with, uh, with, with a kittle, yeah, katanim for on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Yeah. Um, okay. You're saying that even if one needs to urinate, yeah, which may take a minute or two, that requires another set of brokers or I'm going to look. Let me since since there seems to be some doubt, I thought that you take your filling off completely, rosh and yard, and then you go into toilet, whether it's urinating or or the other, right? And therefore, that's why you need to make another brocha. But since there seems to be some doubt now. I'm going to uh, I'm going to research it and and I'll have a I'll hopefully have a proper answer for you next week. There was a piece in in the in Besamikdash under for the Koyanim. Yeah. There was such thing underneath. Yeah. In the tunnel. Yeah. 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 No, maybe that didn't have feeling. I don't know. Is the Koyanim had feeling underneath? I don't know, but in the olden days, remember, people wore tefillin all day. Nowadays, the only way to fill in for Shacharis, so it's slightly different. As you will see what the Gemara talks about, but, but that particular <coughs> point, I'm glad you pointed it out, so I will research it and look into it properly. Ton Rabbonot. Where is it now? We're, we're to Ton Rabbonot. Um, the middle of the page. Yeah. Start Rabbonot. Ton Rabbonot. Can you see the dot? Anechnes. Yeah. Yeah, Ton Rabbonot. Anechnes. Yeah. Ton Rabbonot. Anechnes lebeis kisse. Somebody who is going into a base kisse and he's got his tefillin on, he should take off his tefillin four amas away from the toilet and then go in. When we say he, he, he may go in, we'll see in a minute exactly what that means. When we said that you've got to take your tefillin off, dalad amas before you go into the toilet, right? That is only talking about a basa kisei kavua, an established toilet. Now, if you look in Rashi, yeah, basa kisei kavua, about just a, a third of the way down. <coughs> what is the definition of basa kisei kavua? Sheyesh by tsaya. There's already sire, there's already dirt there. There's dirt there. The whole botic Gemara, all the, the where the Gemara talks about a base of kisse, we didn't have a base of kisse like what we have now. You used to go out into the field. 
says al pnei hasodahim that was in the field but without digging out a hole because if you dig out a hole then it's equivalent of our toilets right but this was pure on the field so you came in there and there was mess on the ground that's called a base of kisah a base of kisah however if you go into a temporary toilet a temporary toilet means let's look at then that's in, in other words where there is no sire then he can remove his tefillin and relieve himself immediately in that place so let, let's have a look at Rashi here Chilets, uh, sorry, this, this place where he's going, he's making it a basic kissing for the first time. In other words, there is no dung, there's no dirt there. Then he can take it off, and he can he doesn't have to take it off dullard almost beforehand, like you do if it's a sort of a, a an established basic kissing where the, where there's dirt there, but he can take it off. And 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 where 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 he's doing his business, and one, one minute let's just do Rashi, the Yochas Tefillin Biyodai, and he can hold his Tefillin in his hand. Could Amrin on come on? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask that. That's why I said let's do Rashi. And over Kavua Nami Yochas Biyodai, and with a base of Knesses Kavua, where the inside can also hold in his hand. Ella, what's the difference between a base of Kisse Kavua and a base of Kisse Arai? And let's just Sorech because you should take them off within Daladamas, when they're on his head, they're public, and it's a Ganai. Now it seems from here, from Rashi, that it's only the Tfilin Rosh that we're worried about. Like what Leo said, yeah, like what Leo said before. However, there are others who say that you shouldn't go in with the Tfilin Yad as well. But I'll get a sort of a a proper ruling on this for next week. And anyway, this is what the Gemara says. Right? Now, when he goes out of the... So what we said is, you've got to take it off Dalad Amos before you go into Besa Kese Kavua, where there is already Tzaya there. And with Besa Kese Arai, you don't need to... You also, you can take it off and you hold it in your hand, but you don't have to take it off Dalad Amos before. But now, when he exits the toilet, the temporary toilet, then then he should distance himself four amos from the place, and then he end, then put his tefillin back on. Because remember, we're talking about times when they put had tefillin on all day. So he should he should be four amos away. Why? Because by relieving himself there, he made it into an established toilet. You see. And therefore, once it's an established toilet, therefore the putting on of the filling can't be there where it is. He's got to go and do daladamas and then put it on. Pardon? I don't know, but the Gemara doesn't does, does, doesn't seem to talk about that. <coughs> doesn't seem to talk about well, that. Well, well, no, no it, it just says all he does is he comes out of the toilet, he's done his business, and then he and then he goes market Abahamas and Manichon. Perhaps he's understood. It could be but it doesn't I don't know, the Gemara doesn't talk about that. You know. They didn't have water in the shields for this. Yeah. Just, no, not, so not, how could they carry on dumbling without washing uh, their hands? No, they weren't dumbling. They were putting, I'm putting, putting, putting in, 
Yeah, I don't know. Or, or, or they exactly they uh. wipe their hands on a bit of grass oh. or a bit of something oh, else. It could be, but the Gemara doesn't mention that. The Gemara simply says Shiyatsu when he comes out of a basic of a basic kisei arai marachik abe amos he should distance himself four amos from the place where he did his business or menichon and then he can put the tefillin on. Pardon? It just doesn't mention anything about washing. It could be it's understood that he's got to wash his hands, but the Gemara doesn't say that. Mepnesha also based on kesukavet. Yeah, Now they ask a kasha. Maushi konis adam betvilin the base of kesei kavua last in mind. Up to now, we've been talking about. Gadolim means from the back. Katanim means from the front. So up to now. The questions that we've asked about basically Kabua and Ara, etc., we've to be talking about Gadilin. So now, yes, yeah, the guy has been talking about Gadilin. Eboilus, so now they ask the question, Mahushi Konis Odin Bitfilin Lebesa Kise Kabua, Balahashin Maim. What is the din regarding a person who's got Tfilin on his head and he goes into an established toilet, which means, which has got dirt there? But he does not need to go for that. He needs to go for urinating. In other words, does the same rule apply? Right? So Ravina Shori, Ravina allows it. Ravadabamasna also. Ravadabamasna forbids it. Also, Shailele Rava, there came in quite a Rava, Omelo, and he said to them, Osa, it's forbidden. In other words, it's forbidden to enter a Beza Kisei Kavua in order just to do Katanin. Why? Gives a reason. Because we're worried that perhaps he will come to do Katanin as well. Yeah. In other words, if it's just for Katanin, it would be alright. Right? He wouldn't have to take. Even though it's, even, in other words, even though it's a Beza Kisei Kavua, Nevertheless, if he went in and it was just Katanim, it would be alright. But since we're worried that he, he, he might come, we're concerned that perhaps while he's got his tefillin on, he may also do Katanim as well. Therefore, that is why you've got to take your tefillin off Daladamas before. But, but, but for a normal person, statistically, yeah. Yeah. Without being too personal, yeah. But, um, urination is far outweighs defecation. I mean, in terms of uh, frequency. So why is he worried about the possibility? Well, we'll see, because the Gemara later on also says it works the other way around. That when a person is on a toilet and, and he needs to do Kedayim, very often he needs to do yeah, Katanim as well. That is true. Yeah, so... It, it's a, in other words, or, or it could be, or it could be it's just a silver gazera. In other words, that, yes, if a person knows for a fact he needs to go urinate, in theory it should be all right. But if somebody sees a person going in, he doesn't know whether that person is going in for Katanim or Katanim, and he'll think it's alive for Katanim as well. But that's the worry. That's the worry, you know, that there might be. But Omrila and others say, Shema Yafiach Behem. We're concerned that perhaps he will pass wind while he's got the Tfilin on, and that's a Ganai, that's a, a sort of a, a shame for, 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 for the, for the Tfilin. Now, Tanya Idoch, we've learnt in another Brysa. And you know, the the the, <coughs> the Amos yeah. is presumably was covered for the tefillin. Yeah. So what difference? Why? No. So the difference is because this din of Rechot Dalad Amos was only said 
when a person goes into a base kisse kavua with intention of doing kadalim. But why, why the daladamas? The daladamas is because of the covet for the tefillin. Yes, what because because you shouldn't go in with well, a tefillin revealed. But if you're going into tefillin revealed and you only need to do katanim, that's the question: is that okay or not? Because no, that's no. not the same as doing katanim. No, but I'm saying the the the, the dalad amos. Yeah. They're just taken outside. What difference? It's it's because of the cover that's filling that it should be done for dalad amos. Yeah. Away. You, so then, what difference does it make? What he was going in for? That's my question. See my point. Yeah. If the reason he takes them off Daladamas away is because of covet for the tefillin, it's yeah. a canai for the tefillin to go yes. anywhere near there with with tefillin on. Yes. So when what difference does it make then? Why he's going in? Because he's still going in. No, because it's not a ganai for the tefillin to go into a beisak knesa to If if the whole reason why you want to go in is only for katanim, it's not so a ganai. So then why the requirement of the Daladamas? If what? No, because the Rikhut Dalad Amas is because of the Gedalim. In other words, you should go nowhere near... If you know that you are going to defecate, you are going to do Gedalim, you should go nowhere near that toilet sort of thing. Keep, keep, keep... Pardon? It would apply to the Arai before you do it. To what? The Arai, the temporary toilet, that would apply to that as well then. If if you're going to defecate, you shouldn't even... No, 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 because Arai, Arai, uh, there's no sire there at all. But when you're doing it... But but that's what we're saying. No, (coughs) so what we're saying is, yeah, since there's no sire there at the time, you can go, it's not a ganai to go in with a tefillin. However, once you have made sire there, you've made dirt there, then you've got to walk Daladamas away till you put it on. Still, they're still there whilst it's happening, and it's, it's a, isn't it des- a desecration of the fillings? No, you can't. No, wear it's them. not. It's you not. Can't wear them. Sorry, you can't wear them. You just don't put them. Don't need to take them off. Don't have them away. Yeah. What do you do? Well, you, you rushly said you hold them. You hold, hold them in your hand. You hold them in your hand. Yeah. Uncovered. Huh? Uncovered. You cover them in your hand. I oh, will see. The Gemara will speak later on. There's all different prizes. Everyone says different things. So one minute, we're up to now. Tanya ida chanechnos lebeisa kisei kavua. Somebody who's going to beisa kisei lebeisa kisei kavua, chalitz filah beruchot aba amas should remove his tefillin at a distance of four amas from the toilet, as we said before. But whereas up to now we have said you hold it in your hand. Oh, so now he comes along. This is a beis shamai, and he says no. Manichon b'chalayin hasamok lo shusharabim. He puts them in a window that is facing towards the Rishus Rabim. Now, what we're talking about here, we're talking about a Beis HaKisei, which is located behind a wall, and that wall divides the field from the Rishus Rabim. When we say a window, we mean a hole. So you find a hole. So he, in other words, he says, you cannot be holding your tefillin while you're doing Katanim or Gadaidim. So therefore, yeah, yeah, and you must put them in a hole which is facing the Rishus Rabim, the Nichnas, and then you can go into, um, into the toilet. Uchshiyaitza, when he goes out, Marachik Amas of Nichon, he should dish himself four Amas, as we said before. These are the words of Beit Shammai. So in other words, where Beis Shammai differs, he says the same about the Abba Amas, but his difference is that you can't hold it, you've got to put it into a hole in the wall. 
Now, we will see later on in the Gemara, we'll explain, you see, why can you not put it in the hole in the wall, which is facing the base of Kisai? And Gemara will explain, because on the field, there were a lot of mice, and the mice used to come, and while you were doing your business, might have taken it away. That's what the Gemara says. We'll go into it when we... When we seconds. Pardon? Minutes or seconds? Yeah. yeah. Mice and cat. And they said, what, 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 what's the difference between the outside and the inside? Because on the outside of the Rosh Hashanah, where people are coming and going, there the mice are scared to go. In the field, they're not. Right? That's the words of Beishamah. As we said before, he should hold them in his hand and he can enter the toilet with them. Right? So, in other words, why did he say that? Because he holds that, Beishamah holds that the real kadusha of the tefillin is only when you're wearing them. Therefore, when you're holding them in your hand, because it's because you are one of you asked, <coughs> how can you hold it in your hand while you're doing your business? Is that 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 is certainly not to respect? Also, base Hillel says that it's better to do that. That the real kadusha is only when you've got it on your head when when you're wearing it. But to put it in your hand, that you can. Rabbi Kiva, I'm a, Rabbi Kiva says no you shouldn't hold it in your hand but you should put it in your garment and then go remember in those days the garments they had was a flowing robe sort of thing they put it underneath your robe to hold it in your hand is pasnished it's not nice you put it in a robe can you really think that you can hold your put just put stuff and fill it down your garment he might forget about them, they would fall out. If you just have got a flowing robe and you put it there to cover it, if you don't hold it, it will fall out. So, Art says, the Gemara explains, no, what Rabbi Kiva means is, he should hold them in his garment and in his hand. Meaning, he puts it in the garment, but then he, he holds it with his hand through the garment. So it's a belt and braces job. In other words, right, not only is he putting it in his garment so it's filling or not, facing, what they call it, but he's sort of being careful that they don't fall, so he's holding it. So that's what Rabbi Kiva said. So again, what we've got, we've got three shittas here. We've got Beishamai, who says that you've got to put it in the window facing, or the hole facing of Shusha Rabbim. Beishilal says you can actually hold them. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, you should hold them through, uh, through uh, your coat, through your clothes. Now, Rabbi Kiva gives an alternative option, because it can sometimes be a situation let's say for example your clothes are too tight and you can't put filling down there there's just no room so what do you do then so it says then Rabbi Kiva then you're going to put them in the hole in the wall but the holes are facing towards the toilet not the hole before we said that what where do you put it what did Beishamah say you put it on the holes facing the Shusharabim but Rabbi Kiva says no you put it in the hole he's not worried about the mice oh so wait a minute we'll see why why he says that do not put them in the hole towards the Rabbim in case people who are passing by will take them wait, wait a minute listen there's a little story coming then you'll see and therefore, he'll become bit suspected of immoral behavior. Why? This is the story. There was a story with a Talmud, a student, 
who put his tefillin in the holes that were towards the Rosh Hashanah like what we said with Beisham I said and a certain Zainah a harlot a prostitute came by and he took them and only that she came to the base of Medrash and said look what so and so gave me as my payment for being immoral with me which of course he, he hadn't given it he just left it there and she had taken it she must have been a, a real Rishanta when this student heard this he went up to the roof and fell out, jumped off it and he died he committed suicide but Isa Shaheskinu at that time they, they brought a rule in she Aichson but big day of a Yoda of a Nichnas Rabbi Kiva says that he should hold the fillet in his garment, in his hand, and enter the toilet with them. In other words, under no circumstances should you leave the tfillin where one member of the public can take it, and preferably you should put them in your garment and then hold them. But where that's not possible, then you put it in a hole but facing the base of the rather than the hole outside can I ask a naughty question yes it's very sad yeah yeah and you feel for this student yeah yeah but it's an extreme overreaction it's true yes you mean because it happened once who says it's going to why for that should they do it yeah well obviously Chazal was scared because this woman did it that other women might follow and other women might do it as well and the fact that a life was lost yeah that was what it was you know it wasn't just a, a situation where she had threatened him or blackmailed him a life was lost because of what happened when a life gets lost the whole world so a life was lost so they had to do so that you're right this woman yeah we don't know if she knew this um, well, she must have found out where he was because she came to the base of Medrash. You mentioned his name. Yeah. So, I wonder, Look what so and so gave. Him, get, him, pardon? She must have been better against him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Although she was just a, a nasty piece of work. I don't know. You know, it, oh, the Gemara doesn't go into the no, actual nitty gritty. Pardon? We don't know. We don't know any further details on what we told in the Gemara. But the point was. Yeah. By, by putting a, a, uh, a, what do you call it, tefillin on the outside where other people can take it, you're leaving yourself open to somebody stealing it and causing lots of trouble. And therefore that's why they decided not to do, you shouldn't do that. Okay? Right. Isn't it beautiful that Gamora can talk about such intimate things? Yeah. And it's all tired.